we should do. What, what should we do? We should do an enemy slime podcast. Like right now. You, you, Let's do it. You and me and Michael and Lucio and whoever else I was talking to. My name's Jared and I'm your usual host. And if you had not gathered today, I am joined by Mr. Michael Mahoney. Your number one source for archaic vocabulary and math-related antics. I also have Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I'm still ruminating. This is the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 209. A tale of two turtles in the desert. That'll be the title. Well, math really isn't your strong suit. Usually I title these at the end, but today we're going to try something new and title it at the beginning. And uh, I think it's gonna. So, I think it's gonna be really good. I think it's gonna go over really well. So do we have to match the topics of the podcast with the title? I guess so. So if you can, if you can work in <laughs> two turtles in the desert, uh, that would be ideal. Um, I would also but. be open to misspelling desert as dessert, uh, mm-hmm. if that makes it easier for you to come up with something like a turtle. It can, it, turtles as a candy, they can be that chocolate caramel, uh, you know, like cashew, cashew thing. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Turtle dove candy. Yeah. So now just figure out how we get those into the desert. Yeah, you're still not helping us here. I don't know. No, wait, <sighs> they are a dessert. I, okay. All right. I give up. Um, Let's, uh, let's, let's, well, good night. Let's just jump into, uh, games this week, I guess. What do you guys want to talk about first? What are you interested in? I don't know. Should we talk? Oh, by the way, we should probably, like, pour one out for Total Biscuit, I guess. Oh, yeah. Total Biscuit, uh, unfortunately passed away this last week. Um, yeah. Which was, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I, I don't know if you followed the process at all, but I mean, he, I know Michael didn't. I know Michael doesn't know who he is. Um, this is correct. But uh, but if he did, he'd he'd surely be be very sad. Um, Are you sure? He, no, he, I don't think you'd care. Um, he was a, a British man, and he was very concerned about frames per second, and it which was. and which games had the most of them. And if a game did not have enough of them, he made sure to tell you about it. Um, and he had a, a very, very public battle with cancer, and he lived significantly longer than anybody told him he would. And uh, I think that in and of itself is something to be proud of or, or applaud. Like, you know, he, 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 he handled it with uh, a lot of grace and uh, a lot of humility, and uh, it didn't work out the way that, you know, you would want, but it certainly worked out much better than anybody probably thought it would. So... I mean, I don't think it could have turned out any other way, but, you know. No, yeah, I don't mean that it worked out really good as in, like, what, him dying. I just mean more like, you know. No, no, I know. He, he outlived his... It, it worked out... Most. Yeah, it worked out really good that he got to enjoy as long of a life as he did. Uh, Which wasn't a lot. With, with such a severe form of cancer, so... Uh, and he did help echo an important sentiment, which is if you pee blood, you should uh, you should tell someone that. So I mean, it, it sounds dumb, but it's uh, I know a lot of people who would like ignore it. This is this is going to be kind of a gross question. Have you guys ever been in a public bathroom and 
seen something that a previous person did and thought like, man, that person needs to go to the doctor. Yep. Because no, can't say that I have. There's somebody in my office who needs to see a doctor. <laughs> like I don't know, uh, I don't know who. But when or I or sometimes you smell something and you're like, oh my god, whoever was here is dying inside. I mean, they're they're either like playing a prank on me and they're just like buying shit at the store and tossing it in the toilet to see what kind of crazy stuff they can come up with next, uh, or or something's like really wrong with them and. Uh, I think it's that. I think that, it's not, and also something's I, wrong with their brain because they didn't learn how to flush the toilet. I think you'd scroll this back. Like I see people in my office all day who need to lose a lot of weight if they don't want to die very soon, <laughs> and and I don't tell them anything either. Well, sure, but what if you knew that on top of <laughs> on top of being near like scooter levels of obesity, uh, they were also shitting out like literal cans of SpaghettiOs <laughs> and like ground beef, like raw ground beef stirred into a can of SpaghettiOs just sprayed across the bowl. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to help that person? What an I, image. I, I would presume that's just a, an outcome of their unhealthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's true. It might just be a normal, uh, a normal Saturday for them. Also, why am I work on Saturday? Well, they left it there on Saturday so that you could find it on Monday. Oh, so they learned it like two, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came in. <laughs> they came in on their off time. They were like, let's let this shit marinate. To tr- <laughs> it's like a brining a steak, you know. Like you gotta, <laughs> you gotta let it sit for a while. You gotta seal in the flavor. You gotta let it get sour and let everything get in the folds. Yeah. I don't know. This has nothing to do with anything, but uh, it surprised me when I saw it. But a few weeks ago, I saw a grown-ass man serve himself a glass of water and walk right into the bathroom with it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> like I, there's just no, like, listen here. I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> that's, that's not so, even that egregious. No, it's not. It's just weird. Like, why? Um, oh, I, I see people who take their lunch boxes, open <laughs> drinks into the toilet all the time. and Really? So it's like... I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a germaphobic person myself. I... I'm no, not too either. worried about that kind of stuff, but I there are things you just shouldn't do. Have you ever have you ever eaten food while you were pooping? No, no. I got I I can't help but imagine it's got to feel kind of interesting having something go in at the same time something's coming is out. It, is this a low point in your life that you want to tell to tell us about, Jared? Yeah, this is all. I'm paving the way to to uh, make a confession here. I'm the SpaghettiO ground beef man. <laughs> What a twist. And that's actually, most of that is just stuff that I've dropped into the toilet while I was trying to feed myself. I assume you were crying at the same time. You know, I got to say the SpaghettiO Ground Beef Man is a way better title than Two Turtles in the Desert. I think we should go with that. No, no offense to the turtles. Uh, maybe, maybe it could be Two Turtles in the Desert meet the SpaghettiO Ground Beef Man. It's a strange, strange thing. Um, anyway, we're very solemn uh, golden <laughs> podcast for a man who just died of cancer. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we were we were honoring a fallen comrade. <laughs> well, we are terrible. <laughs> you know what? Nobody nobody comes to us for like the heartfelt send offs. I hope um, that's true. Well, 
Now that we've had that heartfelt standoff, let's have a moment of crassness. By the way, I, I want to make sure that I'm clear that uh, when I die... We didn't kill him. When I die of crippling obesity, uh, you guys are more than welcome to make whatever jokes you want at my expense. Uh, so it's not something that, I like... I, I've seen your lyrics. You're still dying of crippling obesity. Well, not, not right now, but I'm definitely going to bounce back. I'm glad this thing that I was going to do is okay with you. Yeah, that, that see, it's it's fine. Um, it, it it's just just know that our lack of reverence is not something that like we're gonna retract for our own. Uh, no, in so, fact, we were probably gonna be even harder on each other. Yeah, it actually might be even worse. <laughs> if the authorities ever recover Doug's body, we're gonna have nothing but jokes on that. Yep. God, I hope they find him. It's really, it's got a way on his wife not knowing. You know. Yeah. So, anyway, let's talk about... Find, uh, let's, I think they'll find all the pieces at the same time. I was going to say, let's talk about Street Fighter, but yeah, I think they'll find all the pieces at the same time. Um, Unless it's dark outside. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, we don't know how many pieces. I think that's the real question. So True. Some of it's been eaten by raccoons, I'm sure. This is not going to age well when Doug really does get killed by a serial killer. and <laughs> They're like yeah. combing combing through our records and be like, you stopped being on this podcast. What, what do you think that means? <laughs> hey, now that sports betting is legal, can we take numbers on this? I, yeah, I don't see why not. All right. Finally. Uh, well, I was going to say, let's talk about Street Fighter. No, it's okay. Yes. Cause that's I, awesome. I know that Lucio's been fighting in the street, or rather, he's been letting his children fight in the street, it seems. I have been, I have been letting the kids fight in the street. Are they... Lucio. Are they any good at it? Because when I was a kid, I was awful at street fighting. Oh, no, they suck. But okay. they're learning. They discover uh, E-Honda's 100 hand slap. And that, that is the current, like... Uh, that and Chun-Li's the kick. Current, the, the current kick. No, because remember, um, in, like, Turbo On, you could move while doing the, the slap. <laughs> but you couldn't move with a kick. So currently, in, in, in my house, is meta... Uh, the the slap is the king. Ah, I, I all right. The slaps, the slaps. <laughs> the, the, just like, the, 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 the boys just do Honda, and then they start doing the slap, and then they just like slowly advance towards each other. But then one of them figured out that if he just stood still, um, I think his move has priority. So the, now they just both sit there and they're like, "You're running to me, no, you come over here." <laughs> You know what? Uh, thinking back to when I was a little kid, we had a uh, we had a no jump kick rule on Mortal Kombat because none of us were smart enough to figure out how to counter and punish it, and so all we would do every single game was just jump kick the other person until yeah. until somebody well, for won. us it was the um, the slide. Oh yeah, down kick. Yeah, like like scorpion and do the slide. Whoop. Well, no, 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 that's like the, um, just like the down roundhouse. Oh, oh yeah, it's just, just like a sweep. The sweeps, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, to confirm, this was a big point of contention between all children and their friends growing up, right? I think so. I think this is kind okay. of like, uh, this is kind of like no odd job. Oh, yeah. yeah. You guys, yep. you guys remember how serious that shit was? I remember like, I remember ripping the fucking Nintendo 64 power cord out of the wall because one of my friends picked odd job. Like it was <laughs> it was some serious shit. You don't pick odd job. 
That's not cool. Um, no, it is, a, it is a gentleman's agreement. And like in retrospect, I'm not sure that there was really that much of a benefit to picking odd job, but uh, it was. Uh, it he was, he really... was baller. What was he? Was he yes. actually? He yeah. was, but did he have any sort of like different hitboxes? Yeah, that's the question. But I know that he was baller. So for like my child's brain, you know, that was enough to make him. You know, I feel like. Uh... I feel I'm like pretty sure there's data somewhere. I was, just, I was just about to say I'm I'm looking at the GoldenEye wiki right now <laughs> because this feels like something that has probably been documented. Uh, it actually does not. Oh wait, due to his short height, he cannot be hit by the normal auto aim gunfire, which simply shoots above his head. Uh, instead, the other player must stop moving and use precise aim crosshairs to aim downward and deliberately aim at him. Because of this, Oddjob gives uh, his user an unfair advantage, and his use is often looked down upon. So yeah, his hitbox is different. Well, I can't believe like some of my stupid like childhood, uh, like bullshit was real. Yeah, they were right. They were right to say this to uh, about Oddjob. So, so you were right to end all those friendships. Yeah, yep. yeah. Those people were not your friends, Jared. I remember uh, in that game figuring out in the facility how to get back up in the vent. If you you drop down Mm -hmm. from the vent, there were some buttons that you could hold and like a little twist that you could do. And your character would like jump off the toilet and and back up into the vent. And uh, I remember that caused some like really serious drama uh, in my friend group. Um, Because like I told one person under the condition that they tell no one. So it was just so it was just our thing, and then the so next, by the end of the day, everybody knew. Yeah. So the next time I'm playing with this fucking other friend who wasn't even involved in the conversation, he jumps back into the vent, and I'm like, "Who told you how to do that?" And uh, it it became pretty serious shit. So anyway, that's my that's my story. Tell me more about Street Fighter. Is it is it worth picking up? How much is the thirtieth anniversary edition? It's uh, forty bucks. And it's the, worth picking up. It really depends on how much you miss the uh, arcade versions of these games, because they are they are the actual arcade versions. They're not the console versions. Oh, really? So like it's it's Alpha Three, like the arcade cabinet, not like the PlayStation. Right. Uh, so like the PlayStation, for example, had a ton more characters. Those are not in that version of Alpha Three. Oh, okay. Um, that being said, you get the the good version of Alpha Two. So you know, and so. Uh, Kind of um, a mixed bag. Uh, it runs really well. They are in their original aspect ratios. So you get like a little tasteful border. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of appreciate that because it looked like they actually did. Like they didn't change, you know, any of the graphics or anything like that. They, you know, if you pick Street Fighter 2, you know, Guile just looks like a tired, you know, guy that just got off his shift at the at the diner. Um and if you pick like Super Street Fighter Turbo, um, you know they look all super badass. So they, they kept like all that stuff in. They give you Street Fighter One too. How is that? I don't think I've ever it's actually awful. played that game. It's, it's, it's always so, so. Let me qualify by saying that it's always been awful. Yeah, you uh, and they kept the they kept the awfulness intact. I guess uh, that's something. I mean, I. I would rather them do that than just keeping it, you know, 
I mean, is there a point to remaking Street Fighter? I, I, I mean, wouldn't think so, but they keep doing it, don't they? No, 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 not Street Fighter 2. The original Street Fighter, where like you're, Street... I think you're just Ryu, isn't that the only playable character yeah. in it? You're either Ryu or Ken. Oh, yeah, if, if there's two Depends players. Which controller, yeah. yeah. Depends on which controller you pick. Um, but, you know, it's, it's awful, you know, with the uh, dropped inputs and, uh, you know, bad hit detection and the ridiculously overpowered super moves. Uh, but it's there, and if you never played it, it's always an experience. Um, it's also been very interesting because, you know, we kind of like we're just trying one after the other. Um, just how much like even Street Fighter 2 improves from one version to the next. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you like the if you want to have the arcade versions of games, if you don't have them and it does have every version. So we have Street Fighters, we have Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street oh. Fighter Alpha, That's- Alpha 2, Alpha 3. It feels unnecessary to have all the Street Fighter 2s separated. Well, it's, like I said, it's more of a historical thing, right? Yeah. And again, these are arcade perfect ports, so they're not, um, you know, it's just not like you're getting the same game over and over, and, and there are differences between them. Mm-hmm. Um, you also have all versions of Street Fighter 3. So if you want to have the version of Street Fighter 3 where Sean doesn't suck, it's there. Uh-huh. Um, little victories, yeah. I guess. Um, I I can't imagine buying this, especially now knowing that the arcade versions have fewer characters. That's kind of a... It's only Alpha 3 that has fewer characters. Oh, really? That's the only one? Yeah. Huh. That's weird to me. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Um, but uh, you said Third Strike was in there? Yeah. Mm, that is the Street Fighter that I've spent the least time with. I would Third Strike is, is between Alpha 3 and Third Strike for my favorite Street Fighter games for me. Really? Like ever? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, that's saying something. I mean, 4 is really good, but, um, but there's something about the way those two games play that I also like a lot. Okay, well, there you go. If you're in the market and you've got $40, this is burning a hole in your pocket. Uh, this is your chance. Uh, one other thing that I want to say, like I got out on the Switch. Oh, yeah. This, the Switch remotes, whatever, the Joy-Cons, I think they're called. Yeah. They take some getting used to. I was going to say, they probably leave something to be desired. Yeah. Well, this is your chance. Especially for my manly hands. Sure, yeah. Use this as an opportunity to tell us how big your hands are. They're super big, man. Really? Because yeah, you know what so they big. say about guys with big hands. We have problems with the Joy-Con. Yeah, they the, the Joy-Cons were not made for you. Yep. That's the old expression. That's what my grandma yep. used to say as she rocked back and forth on her front porch. She's like, I don't know what a Joy-Con is yet, but that's what they tell me. Yep. She she sat back and forth. She said, she said Jared, just know that someday there's going to be Joy-Cons and people with big hands are not going to be able to hold the Joy-Cons. Now, come on in so you can eat your SpaghettiOs and ground beef. <laughs> yes. 
I know how you love it. I said, you got it, Nona. <laughs> and I have two turtles for dessert. Yeah. <laughs> have two turtles for dessert. Yeah. There we go. We did it. We made it all work. Yay. God, we're great. And Roosevelt was a secret Jew. Yeah, that sounds like something she'd say. Uh, or maybe something that she would have at least read off Roseanne's Twitter and then retweeted. God. Oh, man. So anyway, it's good. Um, it runs well. Um, it's cool to have it, I guess, in like a portable system. Because I had most of these games anyway, but they had them in like consoles and shit that I needed to like keep yeah. on my lame ass home. This definitely makes more sense uh, to me. If you're if you're going to buy the collection, I can see the value of it a little bit more. Uh, you know when it's when it's all built into a portable package like that. Um, it still does seem like Capcom should have made enough money from re-releasing these games by now. But on the other hand, no, they haven't. I mean, I don't know why I got surprised. Yeah, speaking of re-releasing games. This is your last chance. This is your chance to formally on the podcast say what you think Bethesda's big Fallout reveal is. Oh, yeah. So, place, hmm. place, place your bets. What do we think? I mean, I've already said it. Fallout Battle Royale. Yeah, I wish there wasn't a chance that that could be real, but there's almost <laughs> a little bit of a chance. There's a pretty good chance, I would say. They What's want- this now? I was going to say uh, uh, um, Fallout 2 Shooter. But that's kind of what Rage 2 is going to be. Oh, like a... No, Lucio, I've got it. A Fallout twin stick shooter. Oh, Jesus. That already exists. It's called uh, Brotherhood of Steel. Wait, is that really what Brotherhood of Steel was? Well, it's yeah. more like a... Like a dungeon. Ugh. Like a Diablo kind of thing? I don't... I... Yeah. I think it's probably better we forget about that then. Is Lucio gone? Did he disappear? Yeah. Well, you and I can talk he about meant- Fallout. He mentioned Brotherhood of Steel, and that's summoned Lucifer to take him away. Yeah, he he had to leave after that. He's like, well, that's enough of me. I'm going to go kill him. Hello. There he is. He there came you back. Are. Yeah, um, I guess Brotherhood of Steel is still haunting me. Yeah, it's a, apparently it doesn't make anybody happy. No, no I, it doesn't. I was fortunate enough to be like a casual observer to Fallout, and so I didn't really have to suffer through like the tactics or <clears throat> any of that but stuff. That just was pretty good. I can never get it to run right, but the few time, few bits I was able to play were actually pretty fun. Really? I yeah. thought, I thought it was also hated, but maybe it's just Brotherhood. It's hated because it breaks canon. We were oh, we were also God. mad that it was not a Fallout sequel. Right. We were also mad it wasn't Fallout Three. Oh sure, yeah. I would be. We mad wanted Van Buren. Did you ever and play we, Van Buren, Michael? I've never actually played the. What would you call that? The the uh, yeah the um, the hack or tech demo. The, yeah. So I have the tech demo. If you remind me, I'll send it to you. Yeah, that um, might be fun. It's let's just say that it wouldn't have been good from what <laughs> I saw. Well, it was a tech demo. Come on. No, yeah. but it was like the concepts that they were doing. Like I mean, you wanted to make it more real time. Um, did you ever play Werewolf or Hunter: The Reckoning? No. Oh, well, it played a lot like that. Ah, <laughs> ah! You got to it. <laughs> yes. uh, I don't think I played Hunter: The Reckoning either. That sounds really familiar, though. Maybe, maybe I had it on like a demo disc. Uh, was it Daikatana? No, it wasn't Daikatana. No, but it was this weird, like two D, three D thing that was in vogue in the early two thousands. 
Whoa, I recognize this black chick with the samurai sword. I'm into this game. Give me a copy. What is it? Hunter the Wrecking. It was for the original Xbox. I don't think I ever played this. Uh, I feel like I spend most of my formative years putting the reckoning at the end of things, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Plays kind of like that with more... uh, Oh, yeah. This game looks like garbage. Yeah, no, it looks awful. I mean, probably is garbage. Sure. Yeah, it played a role like that, but it had a little bit more of a... Like a RPG thing, too. Well, I mean, that is so what much. that is what Fallout became. Oh God, yeah, more or less. So that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know if Ambuyan would have been what we wanted. I think there was a reason why it was delayed so much. Uh, we'll never know. Well, uh, I mean, I... there's entirely possible that they would have like, you know, polished a thing to a mirror sheen and you would have nailed it, right? But. You know, Could be. That's not really how they did business back then. Yeah, that was an interplay in the early 2000s. So, instead, what do we think they're going to do? So, we're getting a Fallout 3 remaster. Well, so actually, here's the question. Will it be a remaster, or will it just be a port uh, be a- to the Switch? Um I guess it would be a remaster, because the Skyrim engine that they have running on the Switch is the remaster of Skyrim. So presumably they would remaster Fallout 3 and then put it on the Switch and then probably all the other consoles as well. Um, I I don't think anything else makes as much sense as that. So I'll be very surprised if they do anything other than that. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they can release Skyrim again for the Switch, could they? Because if they could, they would. Yeah, I mean... You know, if if they can work Skyrim in there somehow, they will. I know how. I know what it's going to be. It's going to be Skyrim for the TI eighty three. Ah, that'd be cool. I'd play it. <laughs> the TI eighty three. Yeah, I'd be into that. Just text based, like like Zool or whatever. Like... <laughs> Zork. You have to you have to enter equations. Yeah, what's Zool? Uh, that's where Gozer came from. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep, I want to play that. Me too. Uh, it was hey, also... that reminds me. I have an unopened copy of the PlayStation 3 Ghostbusters game that I always meant to uh, get around to playing. Jared, do you want to do that sometime? Not really. Is it multi- really? Is it multiplayer? Yeah. Uh, is this the bad one or the good one? This is the really good one. At least the demo was really good. Uh... The one that's kind of like Gears? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The one that has like Bill Murray and... Yeah, that one was supposed to be pretty good. Huh. Yeah, was Harold still alive for that? I that's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. Apparently, Max von Sydow is a character in it. Stands for reason. Yeah, Harold Ramis is in it. Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, and Ernie Hudson. See? Huh. We could enjoy the magic. I mean. We've already discussed I don't really care for the Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. You're an asshole. Forget yeah. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't really get it. It's okay. Clearly. I like that they bust the ghosts. Uh, I think that's good. And I think more people should do that instead of the opposite, which is, I guess, making more ghosts. So they should not do that. And that's my, st- <laughs> that's my stance on Ghostbusters. Yeah, see, so you should love Ghostbusters. 
What reminded you of this? Where were we going? What direction were we heading here? I can't remember. Oh, Zool. You asked about Zool. That's right. That's right. It was my lack of knowledge of stuff. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, we're getting Fallout 3, so I hope so you guys... So has that been confirmed? No, but it's just, I feel that confident. So buckle up, buckaroos. Uh, and like it, I said, that's a huge cock tease to bring out the uh, the Please Stand By logo and everything. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Here's the thing. Let me ask you guys a question. Was Fallout 4 bad enough that you would be even a little excited for Fallout 5? Yes, it was so bad that I'm like checked out. Yeah, that's kind of how it's, I feel. It's really killed a lot of my interest in the series. Uh, Keep in mind, this used to be my favorite franchise, so for yeah. me to be like so... Like indifferent about whatever it is that they're going to do. That is was that bad. I Just have such a wet sack of turds. I have almost no faith. Uh I know old nine hundred hour Jay is gonna be excited, but <laughs> No uh, no, he's gonna hate it every every step of the way. Yeah, he's gonna hate it for all nine hundred hours that he yes. plays it. Uh this is going old. to love letting us know about it. <laughs> uh, I mean the the thing is really it's not so much that I wouldn't love to see a new good Fallout. It's just everything about Fallout 4 suggests that they are not going to make good Fallouts anymore. Right. That's the thing. Unless there's like Someone an announcement or something different. Well, and the, the cherry on top of this is that Fallout 4 did really well. Like right. critically, oh, yeah. commercially, um, in a lot of ways, like the hype train that surrounded it caused it to kind of push into the mainstream a little bit. Um. Like, I know people who don't really play games who know what Fallout is now. And, and the the um, uh, like the backlash is only starting now. Oh, and it's, uh, it's, it's so minor. Yeah, it's very minor. It just is like there are still a few people who are like, you know what? I think it sucked. And then like they, <laughs> they get like killed. Um, yeah, um, I, I mean, it's not fun. It It's like a little fun at best. And I mean, yeah, no, I know, I, I know, like, I guess people that we would derisively call normies that like Fallout 4 and they like it specifically because the four reasons I don't. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I like these people, these people don't care that all the options are sarcastic. <laughs> they say the same thing. It's that, um, it's that Radiant Quest system, man. It's the gift that keeps on giving because there's always something to do. They don't care about the settlements and all that bullshit that I fucking despise. They don't um, care um, that like the entire story basically shits on the entire lore of Fallout. They don't even know the lore of Fallout. Forget it. Yeah. Like, for them, Fallout starts at 4. Why did they name this game Fallout 4? <laughs> um, why don't we just call it Blade Runner the Game? Ooh, now there's an own, idea. So, you know, but, but they like the shooting. You know, they like the stupid settlement system that for me was annoying. Um, you know, they probably wouldn't like... If there was a situation like Junktown in this game, I don't know if you know the situation, Jared, but basically you go into this town and there's two parties. There's two big, like, groups. There's the, the mafia Killian and, and there's, Gizmo. Yeah, and then there's the, the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And essentially, if you side with the sheriff, he's such a hard ass that he ends up like killing the settlement slowly. But if he's like, you know, side with the mafia, 
the settlement flourishes because he's like, you know, a guy that wants to keep order and shit for his business. Like, they don't, they probably wouldn't even like be happy. They would be pissed off because they did the right thing and they got like a bad ending. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's like, uh, I kind of accepted already that I'm not the person that this franchise caters to anymore. Well, even yeah. even like as recent as three, like you got like the ten penny tower situation, right? And where you like, if you broker peace, the ghouls come in and kill everyone when you're not there. Right, that was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. And you know, game design wise, not for the people in the tower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they deserve it. They weren't great people. It's just a, it's kind of fun because it's a no win situation. Like you either have to feel like right. an asshole for killing all the ghouls. Uh, or you wind up killing a bunch of innocent people by extension. So yeah, just... or like the quest in the pit where it was like, don't like basically doom a baby to a really. I was trying to think of what death. I was trying to think of what happened with the baby or what you're doing. I remember like you stole a baby or something. Right. You eat it. No, there's a mod that no, lets you eat it. That's a mod, yeah. <laughs> so you can either give it to the guy to. Do very painful experiments on her to get the cure, or you just like give it to the resistance so they take it out of the city, and like the the plague's still there. Like there's no good option. Well, except if you put in the mod and get eat baby. <laughs> I mean, I guess everybody loses there, which is fair. Yeah, it's uh, it's the only right thing to do. <laughs> I don't know what else the mod does, but I hope it generates someone's like reaction to the baby being eaten. <laughs> otherwise, no, I think it's just like the option. Otherwise, it feels like that's a waste. Yeah. Either way, um, yeah. One of these days, I would like to do a podcast just where we sit around and come up with ideas to fix bad games. Because I have an idea for Fallout Four that I think would make it work, but. Like, I think, like I, do you mean seriously, think, or do you mean like... Yeah, yeah, ser- I have a serious do you way like, that you could take pretty much what they built and just get rid of the bad parts and still make a fun game out of it. Yeah, I, I think I could do that for a lot of things. I think the ingredients for a good game were there. Exactly. They just didn't put them together well. They were more interested in telling their Blade Runner fan fiction than right. making a Fallout game. Check this out. This is so easy. Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain. Want to fix it? Here's what you do. Give Kojima seven more years and as much money as he asks for. And then maybe you'll get a game. (laughs) There's a chance that you'll get the game. More torture? I don't know. I don't really know. Uh, I guess we're about to find out, presumably, this year. We're going to get some kind of idea of what happens when he has as much money as he wants, all the time that he wants, and complete control. Um, and I'll bet Also, it's, Norman Reedus fan fiction. I'll bet it's fucking insane. I'll bet it's absolutely bonkers. Oh, I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to this game. Uh, it's going to be a self-indulgent mess, and I'm, like, so ready. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the idea of him. I I don't know which one's better. Like, I think there's either a version of him that knows that everyone thinks he's weird, and so he's going to try and go as weird as he can. Or there's a version of him that doesn't give a shit and really just wants to do this because it's what he wants. And either way, I feel like you're going to get something really fucking weird. 
So get yeah. ready. Sounds about right. Buckle up, buckaroos. No, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready. I'm, let's do this. He's ready. Uh, the discussion on Fallout made me kind of think that that's a, a decent segue into uh, into Detroit if we want to talk about it for just a second. Sure, um, tell me about the Blade Runner fan fiction that David Cage is making. Yeah, uh, so I don't know why, but, well, I do know why. I was I was coming up on Memorial Day weekend, and I pretty much had, like, no plans whatsoever. I just finished God of War, um, and uh, kind of was, was in a situation where I knew I was going to have a lot of time, and I was just going to be sitting around, and so I decided that I would invest that time in Detroit, become human. Um, I know. I I hear you tapping your keyboard in shock. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't believe it either. But why would uh, you do that? I don't. And what sort of return did you get on your time? I don't really know. I I I've played everything David Cage has done, and it honestly just feels like at this point I'm just doing it because like I made it this far. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I yeah, I know what you mean. I finished Beyond Two Souls. It wasn't good. Like, I don't even think it was a little good. I think it was almost all bad. Um, but I finished it. Don't know why. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't played Beyond the Souls. Uh, I did play Indigo Prophecy or Fahrenheit or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh, boy. And I did play Heavy Rain. And there were parts in those games that were good. It's just there was so much more that was bad. I I guess what I would say is I think not even in like my conscious being, but somewhere in my subconscious, deep down, I really think David Cage could make a good game. And I don't oh, absolutely. And I don't know if it's just a matter of like having the right editors keeping him in check or, you know, having uh, a, a secondary player who's coming in nonstop and being like, no, David, that's insane. You haven't <laughs> taken your brain medication uh, it, let, it's also very interesting to me that, like, in, in Indigo Prophecy, like, it was amazing when the cop is, like, banging on your door and you're trying to, like, hide your, like, bloody clothes and shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he goes, like, completely off the deep end and you are, like, Aztec Neo or some bullshit. I forgot. Yep. Um, Indigo Prophecy and, starts out as, like, a really cool, like, noir murder right. mystery. And, and then he goes, wherever. And then, like, I think Heavy Rain was the opposite, where, like, the best parts were, like, Shell was going, like, absolutely crazy, and you were, like, driving against traffic and cutting off your own limb and, like, crawling through, like, broken glass. But then, like, before that, you have, like, two hours of, like, drying your balls off after showering. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish I could get it done in two hours. <laughs> so um, Detroit has some opening chapters that are a little indulgent like that, where you're, like, pouring drinks and cleaning up a house and i mean i i literally cleaned up this guy's house i was gonna say do you have to do it as a robot slave yeah 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 you're 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 his you're his robot servant so uh it the story follows three characters uh one of them is i don't i don't know what this is something about being a detective to david cage it means cast someone who doesn't seem to understand english uh (laughs) Because the dude in Heavy Rain is easily the worst voice actor, and uh, Detroit is kind of no different. Um, Wait, Scott? Is that his name? No. Are you thinking the FBI agent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, 
He definitely was not born here. He's awful. I, I, will, I wouldn't call Scott a detective. Um, spoilers, I guess. He's playing a detective for most of the game. Yeah, that's true. He's playing a serial killer pretending to be a detective. Hey, hey, there's no reason to spoil that masterpiece, guys. Easy there. Anyhow. So anyway, there's there's three characters. One's this uh, detective um, who's working with the police and very much so far like the Uncle Tom of the story. Uh, (sighs) And then the other two characters are Kara, uh, who is a maid for. So they (laughs) here's where things already get kind of weird and they don't really explain it. Um, in the future, androids are largely hated because they take our jobs, uh, and they, they tend to take like blue collar, uh, service jobs that, you know, the, the kind of lower end, uh, members of society tend to do. The, the thing that's weird is, so like, Kara is, uh, subservient to this big fat slob of a man who is out of work and living in like a shelter in uh, like like just a shell of a house in Detroit, um, but for some reason he can afford like this state of the art. Has he become human? No, he oh. was already human. So I take it they're not like... paying these robots. I I'm not clear on how he got the robot. I don't know. So if what it is was the price like... point for one of these like iMates? Oh, they tell you in the beginning. You Kara uh, starts out in a store, and you can see all the people shopping, and they talk about price, but I don't remember uh, how uh, much it was. Price. But uh, but I just I can't figure out why this guy has this robot. I he he complains nonstop about how robots took his job, um, and so I'm assuming that like as part of them taking his job, they're like, here's an apology robot that you can have for your house. Um, but it's not helping him pay his mortgage. And like he's hooked on drugs and he abuses his daughter. He's just not a great guy. And Kara. So, like, uh, I, I would understand why like some final employees slob would choose to buy a cool electronic because I know a lot of unemployed people who have iPhone 10s. Or access. I don't know what the fuck they're calling. Yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe it's that. Maybe it's that guy who lives in like the shittiest apartment, but drives like a super nice muscle. Yeah, car. like an Audi A6. Yeah. So it maybe it's that situation. But anyway, there seems to be a lot of people like that. Like uh, the the detective investigates a murder pretty early on from again like a guy who pretty clearly should have no means to purchase an expensive slave robot. And yet, not only has one, but apparently is so cavalier with it that he abuses it until it kills him. Um, wait, wait, wait. So they build these robots with no safeguards for, like, retaliating against your abuse? No, there are safeguards. The robots are... This is, like, a new trend when the game starts, that the robots are starting to go what they call deviant. Um, oh, fuck. They're not doing the stupid Asimov shit, are they? Uh, maybe. I don't really feel we like... Put, we put rules to get them from killing us but the rules end up like saying that they should kill us because of stupid logic mistakes that we made uh it's hard for me to tell you whether or not the game's gonna go that way uh they they are very concerned about like errors in software and things like that that might be causing this but i don't know if they know what's actually robot um but yeah i mean probably at its core so there's (laughs) there's a few ways that the game could go from here 
it's it, I don't know exactly what the theme is. It it's kind of towing the line between, and I think at some point it's going to need to decide which point it wants to make. It either wants to make the point that the robots are equal to humans and should be treated as such, and we were wrong for never treating them that way. Uh, or it just needs to be a story about robots that go crazy and kill everybody. And right now it's kind of gearing more towards that. Um, but I have, I have a feeling it's actually going to veer in the other direction, and it's going to be like, man, we should be ashamed of how we treated these robots. Right. I feel like David that- Cage. David Cage does think he's like some sort of like visionary, so I would be very surprised if he's the second option. Yeah. So uh, it it I have a feeling it will go in that direction, but we'll see. Um, it's not bad so far. I I like it. Um, I think it. Believe did it. Or, you, did believe- you press X to sad? Uh, no, that's when you're uh, painting, and I did not paint a sad painting. I painted a happy painting. Good for you. I know. Uh, the guy in a wheelchair that I did it for really liked it. So, that's pretty good news. Um, it looks like the game branches off quite a bit. Uh, similar to Heavy Rain, you can accidentally get your characters killed, and if that happens, the game seems to just carry on. Um... Something that's new that I think is actually really uh, helpful is the game now has a flow chart that it shows you, and it shows it to you at the end of every segment, so you can see exactly how many uh, different paths there were that you could have taken and get a better sense of like what you missed. And hmm. I actually think that would make the game way more interesting to play a second time. Um, yeah. There's also a lot of stuff that you can do that has uh, a really noticeable effect in later chapters. So uh, early on, you'll notice like in the house that there's a window open on the top floor. And you can completely miss that. But if you do observe it later on, uh, there's an escape sequence. And you'll be able to jump out that window because you'll remember that it's open. Um, Conversely, a lot of that stuff matters with the detective. Uh, there's like a crime scene, and if you're really thorough with how you investigate it, you'll then remember all those things when you uh, go and interrogate the suspect, whereas you could also just skip over all that stuff and kind of go into like an interrogation totally blind and not know anything. Um, so does it have like a chapter select mode or something where you could... So how how favorable I find this uh, this feature is going to probably be determined after I beat the game. Traditionally, in like a visual novel-ish game like this, after you beat it, then you should be free to go back to any of these points that you want. If that's how it works, I'll be very happy, and I'll actually probably go back through the game again. Um, if that's not how it works, then it's a wasted opportunity, and it that means that I would have to sit through a lot of stuff I don't want to sit through a second time Right, because what what really stopped me from like going back to Heavy Rain and seeing different endings and shit is that I didn't want to like you didn't want to brush your teeth for twenty minutes. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. I didn't want to go through all the shit again. Now the like, other, I was like, I was pumped and I was like, okay, let's put it up again. And it was like, oh, I'm Ethan and I'm taking a shower. And I'm like, ah. The other the other thing that's kind of frustrating here is they've integrated a lot of motion controls, uh, like like whipping the controller back and forth or. The the thing that I really am bugged by is there's a lot of like rubbing the touchpad, uh. So like, to to uh to, to what end to brush a stain out of your clothes, rub the touchpad back and forth, oh, or uh, to turn a page uh, on one I of the bet digital you that, magazines. That, that connects directly to David Cage's prostate. So every <laughs> time a player does that, he gets stimulation. 
Maybe. Ooh. That would actually... That'd be kind of cool if in the credits it told you that. <laughs> it's like, hey, just so you know, without even telling you, we made you touch David Cage's prostate. <laughs> the man lives in ecstasy. Like, yeah, every time you were doing that little motion thing, we had a machine over here that was milking him. <laughs> so, just a heads up to you. Um, but yeah, anyway, I so. This is going to sound unbelievable. Uh, so far, if the game can maintain the pace that it has while I've been playing it, this is easily David Cage's most reserved title. Hmm. Uh, it's very straightforward, and there's really no sign that it's going to go off the wall insane anytime soon. Um, but anything's possible, and if one of the characters starts flying, I guess I can't be all that surprised. Sure. Um, or if there's like we are rape or yeah sure that or like so, uncomfortable sex scenes so that's actually that already like so much. Uh, that's already a question is i've read a magazine about people who have sex with the robots and are basically eschewing real people and even makes a little comment about like i guess they like how the robots don't talk about their feelings after um hmm and it does sound nice i'm wondering if we're heading to like that scene and I'm going to have to sit through that at some point or I don't know. Maybe Cage likes that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all of his games have had a sex scene up until now. So it kind of stands to reason. They all had a sex scene and they all had like an uncomfortable rapey scene. Yeah, that's true. Oh boy. Well, Kara's ripe for being placed into a really gross situation. So we'll see how that goes. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, so far it's actually pretty reserved, and I don't know if that's because he's had some editors uh, cut into it or, or what, um, and, and like I said, I've, it's early, so it's still very popu- uh, possible that things will go just bonkers, off the wall, insane. No, yeah, you definitely need to play this game till the end to like, be sure. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, yeah, anyway. Um, the the characters kind of similar to Heavy Rain. The characters look like they're on the path to be opposing uh, one another. Um, particularly the detective, like I said, he's he's very much like the Uncle Tom robot, and I have a feeling he's almost certainly going to be hunting down one of the other characters at this point. The detective is the one you see in the trailer with the. Uh, yeah, he's the hostage negotiator. Okay. And uh, he he's very much, at least so far, he's very much like a, a by the book. He he wastes no time lying to androids to let them get killed. Or, um, I mean, you have a little bit of control over what exactly he does, but there's some things that you can't control at all, and they're usually decisions that are against androids. So he's he's got no problem throwing his own under the bus. What a champ! I know he's one of the good ones. He's he's a he's a wacky guy. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll I'll report back and let you know how it goes. But believe it or not, like this this might be the one to check out if you're if you're down with David Cage and you want to see where he's going. In a I mean, he can clearly do. Hmm? In a, in a strange way, I am down with David Cage. I got Beyond the Souls when it was free in PS Plus, and I'll probably play that at some point. So, I mean, fuck it. I think he can capture things in a game that I want to play and that nobody else is doing, but then he also just 
seems to be a crazy person. So, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That, that's kind of the problem, right? Like I said before, like in each of these games, there has always been like nuggets of gold, right? But there's just a lot of shit around them. So that's the question here: is basically whether or not this is like George Lucas syndrome, except in reverse, where. George Lucas like started out with all the control and then now slowly people are like wrestling it away from him and kind of fixing things. Mm. Uh, so maybe it's going to be like that kind of situation. Um, God, I hope it's the opposite. I hope it's George Lucas syndrome where he was actually like really kept in check for Fahrenheit and heavy rain. And, and you really think somebody won like, you know what this game needs? It needs Aztec Neo from the Matrix. Uh, I think I wonder though. He's become more successful, not less. I wonder if he's getting to a point where he can finally do whatever he wants and he can get real fucking nuts and just be like, "Hey, guess what? Everyone can fly in this game. It's called Everyone Can Fly the Game, and I think you guys are gonna like it." I have to say this though. I do hope that David Cage makes an awesome game one day because I do think that there's something in him that could be great he can do it it's just it's just a yeah i don't know if he just hasn't found the right team to help keep him in line to do it or if he hasn't grown enough like as a person um it concerns me that i can't tell how much detroit wants to actually like make a statement um if that's what it's setting out to do, it's fucking retarded because it's making just the dumbest statement. And I said this in our chat earlier, like people are so worried about whether or not Detroit become human is like going to tell them something profound. And what they should really be worried about is just whether or not it's interesting or, or entertaining. It's very weird to me because, and we've spoken about this before in the podcast, so I'm not going to like harp on it too long, but it seems that the gaming press doesn't like read books or watch movies or like have long-term memory to the point where they can remember other video games uh-huh. because everybody's sucking this game dick so hard about like being about something so super serious when it's like you know this this isn't even new for video games sure like our android people are isn't like you know something new even for games let alone you know books or movies do you guys remember the movie equilibrium with christian bale Oh, yes, actually. Gun kata. With gun katas. Okay. Yeah, that was, it was fucking stupid. stupid. Okay. So yeah, here, but amazing. here's the thing. That movie is uh, a goofy ass action movie, but all of its dressings are, around it are faux cerebral, right? It's like books are good. Like that's, that's basically. It wants you to walk away thinking that you've seen something profound and insightful. Right. And so I kind of get the vibe that Detroit Become Human is going to be like that. And don't get me wrong, there's an eighth grader out there who probably thinks equilibrium is pretty deep. Uh, you, we were not that eighth grader, man. At, maybe on some level. I thought it was a good movie. I don't know if I ever thought it was pretty deep stuff. It was uh, entertaining. But I, I remember... Encanto was retarded in the best way. I liked it when I was 15. I haven't seen it for a while, but... Uh, well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I haven't seen it. You know, it's not a movie that I feel they need to revisit. Sean Bean gets shot in the face through a book. That's pretty <laughs> cool. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it, it very much reminds me of that, where uh, on the surface, it looks like it has something to say. Uh, but really, it doesn't. It's just a it's just a reason to you know have a goofy adventure with robots. 
No, and, and I'm down for that. I'm just saying, like, you know, it, it just irks me that, you know, the people who are supposed to be looking at this from a critical lens are, like, not seem to be, how can I put it? They don't seem to be aware that this isn't even new for the medium that they're supposed to be covering. Right. It's just so weird to me. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so weird. It's just frustrating. I mean, can robots be people is a very, like, tired subject in science fiction. Um, right. And uh, if you sit there and think about that while you're playing this game, it will probably drive you mad uh, because this, this game is not original uh, in, in that regard at all. So, but that doesn't mean it can't be good. I think that's the, I guess that's the takeaway that I want to make sure that I emphasize is like, oh, I agree. just because something's been done doesn't mean that it can't be fun. Yeah, you can still tell uh, a fun, a fun story or a fun reimagining or whatnot, but yeah, it doesn't need to tell you anything though. Yeah, it could be fun and I'm not going to learn anything. And if I do learn something, I'll be mad and I'll take it back to the store. <laughs> throw it on the counter and be like hey this taught me something this made me feel different ways about blm movement yeah (laughs) this taught me empathy and might make me a better man so i want my money back uh uh that is that is one of the things that's kind of goofy is androids have their own place on the bus and it's of course in the back Uh of it's Uh it's in the back of the bus um and but here's the thing it makes sense they don't need to sit like can't can't we just store them on the front like a bike? I mean, it's almost like that. They literally like get shoulder to shoulder in a compartment where they just stand. Uh, so it's the bare minimum of what we needed to give them to just be in the bus. So, anyway, it's it can be pretty on the nose sometimes with with stuff like that. So uh, again, your mileage might vary for how much you're going to be able to handle it. Uh. We don't have too much time left, but do you guys want to talk a little bit about Fort Friendly? Sure. We had a fort, and it was a friendly place, and... uh, (laughs) We had tons of body parts put up on sticks and set them on fire. Yeah, it was was basically a fun Memorial Day barbecue. It was. (laughs) Barbecued cannibals. What um you guys played the forest twice. You played it once without me and then once with me. Um mm. aside from how noticeably better it was when I was around, um how how did the experience change? Did did you feel a, a different way about the game than you did prior or or was it pretty much, you know, what you expected and and didn't really change across the the period? I think we were definitely more willing to experiment the second time around. Mhm. Mm. Um <clears throat> Like I discovered a bunch of like useful shit. Like the water skin was very useful. Uh, the pouch that uh, you by Lucio. Oh, Lucio left again. He'll come back. He always comes <laughs> back. Uh, while we wait for Lucio to return, tell me, tell me what you were thinking, Michael. I mean, I think it just we were more successful. We were kind of better suited to know what was coming up, and I think it. At that, at the point that we played two in our first game, we were basically just getting slaughtered by cannibals. But the second time around, we knew what we were doing, um, made for a more more fun experience. Plus, we just we had a big party, and it was a you know, it's definitely a game that is more fun to play with cooperation. <clears throat> Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yes. I can now. Okay, good. Um, 
I could see that for sure. I obviously, I, I think we all could probably zero in on the same criticisms about the game, and and the biggest one mm. I the biggest one I have is that it does not do a very good job of telling you how to play it. Uh, and that was exemplified uh, in a number of different ways. Like, for example, I finally looked up how to change the hotkeys um, so, mm-hmm. so that I could just push, like, two to pull my club out instead of having to, like, go into the inventory every time I wanted to use it. Um, and uh, pretty much any of that kind of thing is very cumbersome. Trading items is something that, like, I don't think you guys had figured it out when we started that session. Yeah, no, the whole interface is not very good. But you knew that it involved the tray, but I don't know that we knew anything beyond that. Nope. Um, more than once, I cooked a a pot that was just empty, like on multiple occasions. Uh, also, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed it happened in your games too, but in mine, like pots kind of just multiplied. So, like, yeah. but you know, our session there were pots all over the place. I don't know yeah, if we- I I don't know if I did notice <clears throat> that. Um, I mean, it's better than not having enough pots, but no, I agree. Yeah, it's, but, like, it's also like I don't think the game is set up for like infinite spot spawning. I had a your camp. I had a lot of rocks, and I I felt like the rocks came back a lot quicker than I expected them to, which is fine because I wanted to build a lot of things with rocks. Yeah, we need those rocks, but I did. In fact, I did notice they seemed there seems to be a lot of them just popping up around the camp. But rocks like really aggressively spawn, which just was a little weird to me. Um, more than kind of like that, uh, they you don't like run out of food. Yeah, uh, and like more than once while attempting to cook meat, I accidentally punched a fire out. <laughs> you did. So there's there's little stuff like that that could be better. It uh, still needs some tweaking. I, it just came out of early access, so I know it's still fairly raw, but it. Uh, it definitely could use some, I don't know, better user interface or end user improvements. I also have a feeling that the horror aspect, uh, I'm assuming, just completely goes out the window when you play it with other people. Very much so. Uh, because the <laughs> the game is almost comical. Uh, <laughs> when, when I can see like four of you just jabbing a naked woman with spears, <laughs> uh, it... Yeah, it kind of uh, it, it kind of takes a little bit of the thrill out. Um, having said that, like I wandered into that cave that we did just by myself and almost immediately turned back around because um, it was much too scary. I'll, I'll give you credit. The if you're playing single player, it's a pretty spooky game. Like you'll get you'll get captured or not captured, but they'll get they'll ambush you. And there have been a couple times where I've freaked out pretty bad, but. But yeah, as a as a multiplayer experience, it's pretty much all negated. Yeah, um, I think was... the, the the multiplayer is more like let's build a cool fort and you know see how. And we did. How, yeah, you know, see how much we can explore and stuff like that. Um, and that's it. The multiplayer could, is way more fun. I would probably play it way differently if I was playing by myself. Um, I don't know if I'd ever get brave enough to go into that cave that we cleared. I don't know, but I will probably like definitely not be so tied to one area. Mm-hmm. Because there's plenty of food in the game. Oh, you you it's... mean you mean you think you'd explore more if you were playing solo? Probably. Oh, really? I almost think the exact opposite, where I think I would not be brave enough uh, and would just wind up staying in my house all the time, and then <laughs> a, a few hours later being like, "Why am I playing this?" <laughs> 
Yeah, I will probably yeah. <laughs> build a, a series of like shelters around the island. Yeah, just move between them. That's probably a good idea. Because the reality is, like, if you go and forage for a day, you can probably find enough food. The game is pretty generous, and we were in like the second highest difficulty there. Well, we were in the the second easiest difficulty. Oh, second easiest. Okay. Yeah. Oh, how so? There's two more difficulties above what we were doing. Uh, I think there's five in total, but oh wait, no, there's there's four difficulties, and then also a version where there's no uh, no enemies. Oh. The baby mode. I like the sound of that. That sounds friendly. It's just me rescuing a little kid who may or may not be my child. Well, I don't think you're going to finish the game in the uh, passive mode. On top of that, I, I don't think it's going to spawn any cannibals, but you're still going to find cannibal camps, so you're just going to be walking through this empty forest and then find a big pile of severed heads. Well, I mean, that part's unfortunate, but <laughs> at least my head but won't How are you going to make effigies if you don't have cannibals? It's, That's it's true. It's not... That's true, and that's half the fun of that game is making horrifying effigies to scare people away. The effigies were pretty cool, I'm sorry. So, yeah, that's that's not unfair. But well, I thought there'd be more to say there, but that's that's about it. I mean, it's fun, it's a good time. I don't it's definitely not going to be a genre-defining game, but it's uh I'm glad we're playing it. I hope we'll play some more well, actually. It's it's good. I think as far as survival games, it's one of the few that I liked. So it's kind of mm. it's kind of fun to see people like fall into their roles. Like Jay spent most of his time building tree houses. Uh, to what end? I don't know. But well, yeah, exactly. And you're actually doing it right now. Michael spent most of his time being like dad <laughs> and and wondering like why some people weren't working. <laughs> which is some people being you, which is pretty much exactly the behavior that I'd expect from him. Hey, I just wanted a zip line, and I feel like I was at least really clear with that. No one understood why Jay needed two tree houses, aside from he wanted two tree houses. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you could definitely uh, you you could definitely tell that we were drawing some ire from Michael uh, because his um, I don't know how you describe it, but his his uh, his gears of a machine were being gummed up by people having fun. There was work to do that wasn't getting done. Right, exactly. So it just it's just kind of interesting seeing that uh, that dynamic play out. Yeah, I spend, we... most of, I spend most of my time like hunting and exploring. I mean, I definitely I was really excited for you guys to come back and see like the table I built <laughs> because I knew because I knew that it would be seen as a waste of time. And, I mean, it was yeah, and resources. Of time and resources, because um, God, you know, we we're so close to getting rid of all those logs in the forest. <laughs> They're almost all gone, and I wasted it on a table. But uh, but yeah, I, I I literally made the ta- <laughs> I made the table, and then you guys didn't even see the chair I scrapped because it was too much work. Um, but I made the table in two benches, and I literally like muted my microphone and just sat there and laughed while I was waiting for you guys to come back. <laughs> Because I knew the second you got back to camp, I was going to hear it about, like, why the fuck's this table here? <laughs> no. Uh, but but at see? the end of the day, I think we got a real cozy camp going, and I think that table adds a lot. Yeah, no, I actually like the camp a lot. Oh. But then it kind of became a game of, like, what other weird shit can I build uh, that will upset them? So, like, I got a birdhouse in there, and... Uh, 
a bunch of weird traps, like the happy birthday trap. The happy birthday trap, yeah. Yeah, I will say I don't really know if we're going to see a lot of value in those traps. But we got them. It's true. I think we got each other more than we got them, but, you know, whatever. Well, I mean, I think that's on the game. I don't... A lot of those traps don't seem like they'd be very helpful, but... We'll they, see. They've triggered the happy birthday one. I don't think they've ever triggered any of the other traps I set up. Uh, I mm. haven't seen anybody trip the noose one yet, but uh, the happy birthday one has tripped more than once, so maybe that's the, the money shot. I don't know. Michael. Maybe. Mm-hmm. We should try Osiris one of these days and see if it's worth maybe bringing these guys to that too. Oh, that was, yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Too. Go. Yeah. I wonder if that I, game has uh, kept up. Like, I wonder if it still has support. I, I took a look the other day and it's still, it had a, a pretty recent update, so. Did it? They're still going. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Uh, I was kind of worried that it wasn't going to make it, but. Uh, it definitely needed some help when we were playing it last time, but it's. Yeah, you're almost right. like a year ago, though. Looks like the last update, almost two years. Yeah. Last update was yeah. May fifteenth, so they're definitely yeah. still actively working on it. It looks like they're doing an update every two weeks or so. There's a few games like this out right now, like Astroneer and uh, Raft is really popular right now. I don't know if you guys have looked at that one. Yeah. Um, but you might want to. I like, I like Osiris because we we get to uh, huddle in a inflatable shelter like little girls waiting for the morning. <laughs> yeah i guess that that can be fun in its own right um raft is like uh water world almost uh it looks, oh i've seen raft and it doesn't doesn't do anything for you i think it looks kind of cool it it sounds ridiculous, but i bet i bet it would be totally fine um there i don't know there's something kind of funny about it. it it just seems like a it seems like a goofy game and i see a lot of opportunity to build tables that we don't need I mean, can I name my character like Huck Finn? Probably. And I'll name mine something I can't say. <laughs> Only Jay can name his character that. I'll let Jay give me permission. I'm sure he will. Anyway. He better if he knows what's good for him. Otherwise, he goes to the front of the bus. Yeah, right to the front <laughs> where the driver can see him and shush him. Yeah. And say, hey, stop talking. Like drivers do. All right, well... Have you ever ridden the bus? Yeah, I've... No. I mean, not, yeah. not since I was... I don't think I've ever been on a public bus. I think I've been on, like, a school bus plenty of times. That doesn't count. I don't, think, I don't think I've ever ridden a public bus. I don't even think I'd know what to do. Do you put the, well, no, the coin in the hole? There's not much reason to ride a public bus in Utah. No, God, you would take... It would take two hours to get wherever you were trying to go. Well, that's just how, to get to the connection. Sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's just I I live in a place where like everyone has a car, um, and it seems like in the places where that's not the case, then they have a good subway system that negates the need for a bus. So, I just find it hard to imagine a scenario in my life where I would need to be on a bus. But I'm excited to find out if and when it will happen. Will it happen? Find out next week. On the adventures of Spaghetti-O Diarrhea Man or whatever whatever we call <laughs> Two it. Two turtles in the desert. Two turtles in the desert. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about today? I think we're probably about good. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all right. All right. Well, hey, if you enjoyed our podcast today, go subscribe to us on uh, Twitter, Facebook. We're at The Enemy Slime. 
on both of those services. More importantly, you should go to iTunes and you should subscribe to us there or on the uh, Android Google Play Store. We're on both of those. I think we're on Stitcher. We're on all the places where podcasts are sold or born or whatever you'd say. Um, Maybe leave a review. Tell us what a good job we're doing. Yeah, tell us or how much what you a bad job we're doing. Uh, I'll be out of town next week, so we're unfortunately going to miss another one. We're going to just have kind of a spotty summer here because uh, I'm, like I said, I'm going to Georgia the week after or two weeks after that. So it'll kind of be like a week on, week off sort of deal for a little bit here until my schedule sort of uh, evens out. Um, but I'll try and get a pre-show up next week so that uh, people can enjoy that while we're missing. But, all right well hey thanks for uh, being here tonight and uh thanks for listening and i think with that we're out <laughs>